and again, I preface this with being like, this is like DEFCON 5 DeLulu. Stay with me on this. Stay with me. Stay with me. I know it's fucking crazy, but, and again, I'm speculating based on a lot. Hi, a note about this episode. We recorded this episode before the updates to the artwork were completed. So you will notice that some of the, what we're saying does not exactly correlate with the current artwork. And henceforth, we will record after the artwork has been completed so that we get the full story. Welcome to The Story Thinker, a Webtoons and Witcher podcast for superfans with scene-by-scene analysis. Featuring sharp co-hosts for a fuller picture, we dive deep into character psychology, relationships, and theories. We'd love it if you could like, subscribe, comment, and rate us on all podcast platforms and social media. For bonus content, you can support The Story Thinker on Patreon. Let's begin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 123, and we are with Eileen, Patty, and Ruby. Hello. Hi. Hi. Awesome, awesome. And we have some juicy content because we have a lot of action, and we have mysterious Mm -hmm. people whose identities we must discuss and whose beauty we discuss because they are gorgeous. So I don't don't know if anyone, (laughs) I didn't have time to like read so much of the commentary yet because I just got from the holiday, but I wonder Mm -hmm. if are people talking about how gorgeous this lady is? (laughs) They are. yeah, I think they're mostly speculating on who she is. <laughs> yeah. I... All right. Well, I guess we can I really appreciate yeah. that Lily cut us off right at the pass. And just was of like, course. read some commentary on Webtoons. Nobody's mom. Yeah. I mean, we have we have official confirmation that is nobody's mom. But obviously, people who don't maybe follow her on Patreon, you know, I I I went a little bit into the Webtoons comic. I, I usually don't, but everyone's like, is that Tora's mom? Oh my God. <laughs> that was my first thought also. Um, if she is, I want to know her skincare routine because <laughs> my God, she'd be in her fifties by now. Girl. Please share your secrets. Like <laughs> the girl <laughs> is snatched. Over with Candy. Candy also was like super young. Mm-hmm. We found out that Benjamin was her son. Was her son. Yeah. There's something in that and water. <laughs> Seriously. I think it's the Lily Pen effect where everyone just looks beautiful forever. <laughs> All right. Okay. Take us away, Eileen. Right? Eileen was there. We already start. Uh, we left on the last episode that, you know, Uncle Tora was trying to herd all his little chickadees to safety. So we are in continuum of that and we have close up of what we think is poppy inside a bathroom and she goes Mm -hmm. oh my god (laughs) then she put up the cliche (laughs) (laughs) so okay so we've seen this negligee before all right so she Mm -hmm. did pack that and it was her and this is important Um, so but she obviously she didn't expect the number Mm-hmm. we were we were hoping to see this on on tour on poppy at some episode of the past on the whole bedroom smoochy thing but yeah didn't see it then but now it comes up and it's not going to be worn again this is like a tease mm-hmm. i know i know like when we saw that as a preview i was like no she's gonna fake us out again i just know it <laughs> i told <laughs> patty she's gonna time. leave us with blue balls i'm sure yep. of it <laughs> and we we got we got shades of blue balls there. There there's some stuff in this episode that I, I girl mine are eggplant blue. 
You don't think there's mm-hmm. going to be a trope of like, oh no, my lu- my luggage got lost and all I have is this. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no, there's Lots only one bed. bed. Yeah, exactly. That one. <laughs> yeah, and Quincy has to sleep outdoors. There's one bed for three people, but you know, only two people will be on it. Right. <laughs> He'll get to sleep on the floor or something. <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Sorry. My is I'm so sorry it's okay yeah I hear you I don't see you move but we do hear you seemingly on time so is that you guys are freezing and and I can hear you also so it's like I'm just watching your faces going (laughs) and that's it (laughs) well now you can continue all right so we continue uh, so obviously we have a close of daddy (laughs) you know at his limit his end like better move your asses and then i <laughs> this is so fun because i think he will go anywhere without doing his skincare routine and we were like nope that will never happen <laughs> he will make sure that he has the, to do the skin and you see him like pack he, i know Oh my gosh like, that bitch is moisturizing i'm sure of it and, and you know he you know he's prioritizing that over his life because he's like well if i'm gonna die i better leave a good looking corpse mm-hmm. <laughs> this, like i am the mafia prince like everybody's <laughs> gonna see my i need to see even the brave oh well he, he does look nice and pink and shiny here you see mm-hmm. the he does. he's very mo- like he was like, forget the clothes. I can get clothes anywhere. <laughs> Not, um, I also like panel because in in sometimes when you on it like over the head, you know, like fucking knucklehead. So um, my mom they're like and running around just hitting them, fucking the the head like the fucking move, move, move. We need to move. <laughs> He's like every dad right before a road trip. Just like, get a move on, let's go. And I mean, I get the sense of urgency because, I mean, clearly they've been almost shot at. And, and of course we know what else is happening, but, you know. Yeah, I I know Lily updated the last week's episode. So it's a lot more like pizzazz and a little more clarity on who was doing the shooting. Yeah, so the helicopter was was basically being grounded. It was falling down based on what Torah did. It wasn't didn't just go away. It was like being shot down by Torah. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a good detail to see. So we am running, and she's like Quincy. There's literally nothing in here I can wait and wear from long tires. He's how was I supposed we were going to? Right. So obviously this is I mean, this is a um, I, we can we can clearly see that this was very thought out and mm-hmm. to take them, you know, surprise them. And he goes, Hey here, but you get them from so Miss Thing, do not do not play with me. I got the receipts. You actually about that one so yeah. that little negligee is yours however it implies so our 
shit black girl very close yeah. I don't know if Quincy had them on hand mm -hmm. I don't know but she said dresses and oh. and exactly who gave you permission to go through my and then obviously you know he's kind of like shut the fuck <laughs> so oh yeah. go ahead Minnie well that's what I'm wondering because like that one is I mean this or, man yeah. he's like in three different channels at the same time he's <laughs> like making sure we're not you know well-rounded and he's still being a part of the conversation he's like go through your what <laughs> yeah but I want to back up for a second like yeah it, there was a little clue in here. So I initially thought that that little negligee was something that Poppy just had. And then come to find out, like, she's saying, like, okay, but I don't own these skimpy dresses. Where'd you get them from? So, like, my first thought was, okay, so apparently the maid outfit wasn't the only thing that Quincy bought. <laughs> like, do we think that he bought those for her? Because that's kind of where my brain's Wait, going. Then, you mean? I don't know what what episode was that back in again. Let me see. Uh, it was the um, Felicia Bay arc because okay. remember yeah, he went and number. got her a uniform. Right, I remember that. I'm trying to find the number, like maybe ninety one. I hear ninety one. I wouldn't be surprised if he like got the three for one special or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, let let's just get a little bit of costume here, a little bit of like late night lacy stuff which makes me wonder like what else is in there <laughs> no. she did say dress plural so she might have a whole bag full of goodies yeah. <laughs> yeah. he has got some presumption he's told I, I feel like i'm like that you know we had some friends who got married recently and let's just say some of the gifts that the collective friend group got them were like very suggestive mm -hmm. so he's <laughs> that friend <laughs> But I'm trying exactly to he's like original. he's like the friend who will give you the present that you didn't ask for but you yeah. <laughs> i'm trying to find the original episode where the negligee appears that girl play. period you know this is yours <laughs> trying to pass it off right i mean yeah. though granted if you remember when we were in um when they were escaping from her apartment after it had been attacked, like she had like her bras bra. and shit hanging out, and those were lacy and kind of, kind of racy. So, I mean, thinks our girl's in denial. <laughs> I mean, Poppy is very feminine, so even mm -hmm. though that I can see her wearing like you know, like oh, we lost you, girl rags but i feel that so her feminine side you know like i would i can see her buying like cute lacy stuff and mm -hmm. you know not just like me underwear or anything like that she's a little freak <laughs> but she's like an undercover freak you know she's just, like I, just a little yeah just just a little you already know that she's statistic you know from you know there, there's a very so and she goes, uh, Quincy says, things reveal And we see, <laughs> obviously, she's like, <laughs> just just focus on ushering us to safety, boo-boo. It's okay. Don't worry about oh. this conversation. Worry about, like, the situation at hand. Uh -huh. However, okay. <laughs> we see that she, yeah, it's like, sure, obviously. and But we see that 
what Quincy says, just trivial civilian crap is mm -hmm. kind of like a trigger in her mind for her. And she goes, oh, the ring. Mm -hmm. and, so she panics. So she she's starting to panic. And then, oh my God, this is like my favorite. But I'm telling you right now, this is my favorite okay. panel. I'm calling okay. dips. I'm okay. Calling dips. That's, I'm sorry. That's fine. Sorry, Ruby. That's fine. Sorry, Ruby. My favorite panel is the one where he picks Poppy up. And we all know my little Delulu self. Yes. That loves my little AU quippy ship. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I know Poppy and Tora are endgame. That is fine. I accept it. I support it. But like, I'm sorry. Can we just pause and look at his bicep as he's just like wrangling her up? I need I need Quincy to do that to me, please and yep. thank you. Like, <laughs> mm, yes. You swept her off her feet like she weighed oh. nothing. Oh, I, I agree. Sir. I was thinking the same thing. And of it's course the blonde sad. hair, because you know, whatever it's blonde hair, but okay. I was looking at them biceps too. <laughs> he definitely did. Oh my God. So this whole part just cracked me the fuck up. So I'm like, oh, Quincy, I love you. <laughs> it really made me want to be on wish that I'd signed up for last week's because I was like, I just got to see what Mindy has to say with him. Like in his little like five o'clock shadow and <laughs> I, know. I, I regret to say like I really love beards but I feel like it's got to be drawn like like it's meant to be there like that yeah that looked like it was meant to be funny you know like so but I'm sure I'm sure he looks stunning in a beard oh goodness <laughs> but yeah his hair is impeccable like look the man just got up and his hair is just like quaffed it's like stunning mm. oh, sorry I had I had to have my little freak out thank you for allowing <laughs> me that no, it's Can okay. I it's okay. I mean, I mean, Quincy is, I have no doubt that he's not only as well-trained, mm -hmm. maybe obviously not like Tora or the little sure. bros, but I do think that Tora kind of took him up. Oh. Yourself, because you, you know, you have to know how to survive if nobody can get you in time. Yeah. This is true. So I'm, I'm excited. Oh. I'm excited to see how Quincy is actually when he's yeah. in mafia mode. Gotcha, gotcha. Ruby, you were gonna say something. Oh, I was gonna say I think this is an interesting um, snapshot snapshot of them because we already know that Tor is like always on high alert. Like mm -hmm. he's always at home no matter what's happening. And it's interesting because we've seen Quincy kind of turn it on in small bits. Yeah. But clearly, you know, the whole bag thing gives it away where he's like, I wasn't packing your bag with the thought that we'd be running from attackers. Mm -hmm. And on one hand, you're like, why not? You guys were fleeing to safety. Why would you not think that you might be on the run? Yeah. And you're just thinking like, man, Tora would always be so utilitarian. And Quincy's over here thinking like, maybe there'll be a moment for a cute outfit. <laughs> and so it's just, it's just that strange juxtaposition of like, Tora is so like bare bones utilitarian. Quincy is doing his skincare while they're on the run. So yeah, That's it's like so really true. emphasized because you're thinking, why would you not think that they might be running from attackers? What? So. <laughs> yeah that is a very good point yeah and then like, like oh um, go ahead i thought that quincy is probably one of those who he's he's come to rely on torah so he doesn't he turns that part of his brain off because he knows that he doesn't have to do it when torah's around i feel like it's you know mm. i don't know how many of your husbands are um add and you know 
but I, I feel like when if I'm around Yoel's like doesn't remember anything he'll like he just leaves, lets me do everything and if let's say if I'm not around he'll actually mm-hmm. have to like I don't know get groceries or take out the toilet paper or put the garbage yep. out by himself you know well <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah so I think I think you're right like he can kind of switch that off when Tora is around and Tora like he just takes over um but what's interesting with their dynamic is they do have moments where they switch it up right like so I just got done finishing my um my 116 my 115 and 116 analysis and one of the things that I noticed is that Tora takes backstage and Quincy was full front and center right like and understandably so but it's it's cool to see like with their dynamic like they know when one needs to take over and and one can kind of sit back um and when really when shit hits the fan like that's when Tora takes over mm-hmm. okay all right and then we hear the click of the gun loading mm-hmm. and, and then he goes get your hands off her if you value your safety Quinson <laughs> when I tell you how feral I got. I can't, even, <laughs> I can't even, girl. I can't. You know, it was like gushing. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's so many things happening in that little panel. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's safe to say that he's still not at a point of boiling over because he says your safety and not your life. Yeah. So <laughs> if you continue down this path, Quinston, I'm going to drop you. I'm not going to kill you yet, but I'm going to drop you if you continue. So, Might break an arm because he still needs his legs to run. But you exactly. Know. Like, I'm not going to. Arms are optional. So now I have a question for you guys. Do you think that Tora is as aware of Quincy's crush on Poppy as we are? Because oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of what he has seen. Like, he's seen them talk together and laugh, which he got jealous mm-hmm. of back in the apartment. And then, but we've seen a lot of stuff that he hasn't seen. All of Quincy's blushing and stuff. So mm-hmm. do you think Tora, this is like general, get your hands off my girl, or is it like, Quincy, I've seen you, and I know you, and stop? I think it's a general, get your hands off my girl, because like, I think Eileen and I were talking about this before, and it's just like that I love you from her, like, turned a switch off in his brain, and, mm-hmm. and now he's gone feral possessive, and so I think... I think we will see this more going forward, but I don't, I don't think that he has actually seen everything in terms of the flirting. And I think he also knows Quincy is just a general flirt. <laughs> like he literally will like, I mean, he, how many times did he call him? Like, you know, a man whore or something like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, I know that you would sleep with anything with legs. So like, get off my woman. Yeah. And like, you know, what we were talking about is, you know, he doesn't have to second guess uh, her feelings for him anymore. Mm-hmm. Like he got verbal confirmation from her, which is huge yeah. because he he knows that she's very reserved with her feelings. So when she said those three words, I mean, he hasn't said them back, but mm-hmm. but our future husband is over here. You know, he bought us a house. Yes. Uh, you know, he's like, get your hand. Like he got possessive for the first time because like you were saying, Mindy, when he was at the apartment and they were, you know, she was trying to move everything. He was like, why are they laughing about whatever? I don't care. I don't mm-hmm. need to care. I just need to make sure that she's safe. So we're still seeing like a bit of denial of his feelings. He's like, whatever 
whatever. I don't I don't care what she's doing. I don't care if she's flirting mm-hmm. with Quincy or talking with Quincy. But now it's like, no, no, actually this one's mine, actually. Mm-hmm. She is. And I think it's also, you know, since we got that little kind of confirmation that we're in the same universe as Asura's bride, mm-hmm. you know, Patty and I were talking about that, you know, that little dog gene. Being there, <laughs> you know that little that little mate thing going on that little mm-hmm. primal vibe of this bitch is mine yeah and, and if you think about it all the men in the yeke clan are like simps and for their women and oh, yeah. like very emotional over their women and very possessive over their women so our baby boy got all the right genes in all the right places Mm-hmm. You know, th- thank you, Granddaddy Ulan. We appreciate your <laughs> contribution to science. <laughs> I have to say, I have, I'm one of those women who doesn't like this stuff. I actually, it's a massive turn off for me. Yeah. You know, I okay. totally know that. I, I read a lot of fantasy novels, YA fantasy novels, and I know it's a massive, like everyone, and you guys totally love it. Lots of people love it. I, yeah. When it's well done. Know. When yeah. it's well done. Yes. When it's well made. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not my thing in general. My Yoel is the sweetheart, darling, love. I'm the bossy one in the relationship. I'm like, I don't know, I don't belong to nobody. Like, no. <laughs> so it's it's very much not my thing. But um, but yeah, but I I appreciate that. Other yeah, I think I think it's I think what what if you were talking about like what would be a, the appeal would be, I think it's just that you know if if you meet someone and you feel so safe and so secure and so taken care of that is second nature to this person like is 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 a part of like they can't be all right if you're not all right so there's this sense of comfort and taking care of which obviously you know translate to oh you know we're mates for life like we're fated we're mm-hmm. you know and it's also uh, patty and i were talking about like those two images of torah looking at poppy for the first time when she came out of the bushes yeah and ulan looking at yuwa for the first time when she opened when he opened the carriage just just mm-hmm. like in that moment of looking at another person and just seeing them when nobody else can see them it's like oh who is this like what is this so he definitely got it the switch and it's turned on by those three little words and I was telling Patty that with him doing this which is something very trivial for us but it reasserts my belief that when he got down on his knees it was a show of loyalty to Mm -hmm. her like he promised himself to her you know and now his loyalties lies with her not not even with Quincy or the clan or anything he's Mm -hmm. just it's her Hmm. what do you think did I convince you no, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> I can appreciate it, you know. And yeah, I'm glad that my husband is a, a mild mannered sweetheart type of guy. So, <laughs> yeah, well, and I think it's worth noting like, not only the elements of faded mates in Ashura's Bride, but also here in this comic. I don't know if you all remember, but when Tora was having his panic attack on the bridge when he was tracking Gil. 
And he was using his memories of Poppy to kind of bring him back to and to ground him in that moment. Um, it wasn't just memories, right? If we remember correctly, he was also having some visuals of her and they were actually connecting through the beyond because he was seeing her in the present moment and she was sensing him in the present moment. So it's that little bit of magic. Yeah, yeah. The little bit of magic that that Lily just kind of weaves in there. And so that's why, like, when Eileen and I were talking about this, I'm like, this is some faded mate shit. Like, this is like they are on a totally different plane and different level. And, you know, like we were talking about all of his shows of loyalty and things that he's done. Like, you know, he he started by like taking her on a date and on their very first date he gave her a fucking ring and a letter uh, you know like this man doesn't write letters to people he doesn't he barely even texts and he wrote her this whole damn letter um so he basically wrote her a love letter and gave her a promise ring for fuck's sake and then he goes and saves her ass so many different times he breaks all of his own rules right um and on top of that, he bought her a goddamn house. So like, and then he was on his knees last episode. So it's just like, he doesn't need to say, I love you. He is already saying, I love you. He just doesn't realize it because he's a man and they don't get it. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, a, a guy will be a guy, you know, sometimes you got to beat it out of him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she goes, uh, so obviously... After that, Quincy goes completely like, oh, like she, <laughs> she, dro- he, she he drops her ass like she's a yep. sack, sad sack of like, potatoes. Whoop. He's like, nope, no like, touchy, no, no amount of crush is gonna make me touch this woman. And he goes, no touchy, no touchy, sorry, bro. <laughs> and you can see that Tora is like kind of at, at his limit. Uh, he's like, let's go. Mm-hmm. And and then she goes, wait, wait, wait. I think I left something behind. We already know she's thinking about the ring. Mm-hmm. And it's so, it's so sweet, you know, like she knows this is important for him, you know. Sure. It, and, you know, it's it's kind of like her good luck charm, too, because she said mm-hmm. it like I have like this is my little good luck charm. I can't live without this. That's yeah. and like you said, it's a proof of his love for her. So even if he hasn't verbally said it, it's very special because it shows him how he cares for her. Sure. So she goes, uh, so Quincy is saying, leave it, Pops. We'll come back for it later. And she goes, no, it's important. And we're safe for now, aren't we? <laughs> and you see Quincy kind of like, I guess, but, and she goes, great, then I'll be right back. <laughs> And I'm that surprised that Quincy is like, you know, he actually being the one to urge her along. You know, he's the type to be like, oh, what is it? Is it your face mask that you forgot? You know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> you forget your like curling iron. But, <laughs> Which yeah. means that he's scared too. Well, this up until maybe when it's someone else's stuff, when it's his stuff. You know, there's always time when it's his stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's that's a good point. That's a good point. Like everybody can wait when it's his stuff, but when it's somebody else's, he's like, no, 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 no. We got to go. <laughs> and then she goes, uh, wait, hold on. And then all of a sudden we hear Torah kind of switch up on us and he goes, take your time. We'll be at the car park. I'm guessing the car park is kind of like the parking lot. 
mm -hmm. uh, when you're done. So this is interesting because up until this moment, he's mm -hmm. like, let's go, let's go, let, let's go, let's go, let's yeah. go, come on, we got to leave. And then all of a sudden she says that she needs to go for, look for something. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, don't worry, take all the time in the world, which is going to be here, you know. Mm -hmm. And then Quincy catches up on that and he goes, bro, what the heck? You're just going to let her like go. And then usually when Lily does this, they're kind of like whispering mm -hmm. around so he goes and he says, get your car keys and wait in the car. You might need to drive tonight. <laughs> God help them. God help yeah, them. Sure? Whatever reason you're doing this for Torah, are you sure? Are you sure you're safer that with that happening? <laughs> oh, man. I, I cannot wait to see the scene where they're heading out of the garage and he's like stalling his Ferrari out. <laughs> Alexa, play Getaway Car by Taylor Swift. He's totally going like, to smash some pillars on the way out. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be hilarious and terrible. And that car is going to be so scratched up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and he's, he says a little bit later. So like, I was, I was like you, Eileen, I was like, why is he switching this up? Like, why is Tora all of a sudden just changing his mind? Suddenly they're not in a hurry. Right. And I'm sitting there thinking like, remember back to the painting, where everything he sees is tactical everything he sees is a battlefield right and so he is in the mind of the intruder right now like so he's thinking like if it were me what would i be doing right now mm -hmm. right and so he says you know get your car keys and you might need to drive tonight and quincy is like you want me to drive the yellow car like why can't you drive yours and he's just like i got a hunch oh and that look on his face mm. yeah for real yeah. that's focus and that's like i see something i have an idea i'm focused i'm gonna address this and not only that but he he's always downplaying himself like he just says i'm just a muscle i like yeah. i don't I, i'm i just kill people like there's nothing else but he's proven time and time again that he's a great strategist yeah he like he's a military man like mm -hmm. through the bone like the way he right now he's thinking you know he's following his gut uh yeah. i think it, it was you patty that said that he's thinking like the enemy mm -hmm. you know he's he's saying like if i was the doing this right now if i were was to want to catch these people what would i do mm -hmm. and he's running off of that so thank you again granddaddy ulan for those wonderful jeans <laughs> we appreciate it he's he's got them general jeans yeah he's a general he's mm -hmm. a general through and through like he commands respect the respect mm -hmm. of his man he's a great leader he's uh, resourceful i mean the list can go on yeah i mean for god's sakes they made like fan club shirts for him we are part of the tiger clan you know they even made a clan they did they really did. Oh my god! I mean, obviously, we know it was more like a like a fan base, you know, like mm -hmm. a fan club. But you fan know, club. in but their okay. world, it's a clan. It's a tiger it's a clan. <laughs> we'll take it. And then we see that that hunch is actually a reality, and we see a close up of his car, and really we see well a really well parked, amazing mm -hmm. job, amazing job. <laughs> Ten out of I ten. I love that she doesn't things. forget those details. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, like that. Them, That's how I park too. So the man can <laughs> kill a person like ten thousand yards away, but he can't park to save his life. Like yep. the the irony 
it's just it right the joke writes itself uh, and him and poppy are well matched because like she can't drive a scooter to save her life so mm-hmm. like they both end up in the bushes they both end up like in weird spots in the parking so like it's just a match made in heaven they need to get a chauffeur <laughs> yeah. they do they do i think uh, someone else is next yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we find out that we pan to Tora's car in the garage, aptly parked, and we see that his tire is flat. So this tells us that this is an ambush, right? Like this was well thought out. This was planned. They were waiting for them. And this makes me think like somebody has been following them for quite some time. Like, because how would they know where they were? Right. Because like, they've been all over the place they've been at poppy's apartment they've been at felicia bay they've come back from felicia bay down to tbo headquarters and now they're back at quincy's place and that just makes me think like as wild and crazy as this has all been like how would they have known unless somebody was tailing them you know he's also Uh, assuming that this person doesn't know what who's which car is quincy's because they got his car but did they also get quincy's car I mean, if they did did a good job, they would have. I'm I'm hoping they haven't. (laughs) Yeah. Part of me maybe makes the assumption that they drove back in Tora's car um, from Mm -hmm. uh, TBO headquarters. That's kind of what I was thinking. But they would have to have somebody tailing them, Uh, which makes me think, is there like a GPS bug device in one of their phones? Maybe. I don't know. Hmm. Because I don't know if. Oh, go ahead. Right. Or, or no, they, no. are they physically following them? How mm-hmm. long have they been following them? Because yeah, if they've been there for a while, then they would know, you know, Quincy's car. But if it's just recent, then they wouldn't necessarily. If you remember, if you remember the yellow car, nobody should know that the yellow car is theirs because the yellow car it's was true. an impulse buy that he did mm-hmm. in the first episodes. So he's so smart because he knows that car is not known to be property of Quincy or him. Mm -hmm. So he already mapped out like, okay, which one of my cars could somebody not know that is ours? Yeah, that's very true. That's very true. And like readily available, obviously, because this is very spur of the minute moment. They weren't planning on doing this. Um, And everything just escalated too in a matter of a day. mm -hmm. Because up until this moment, Yes, they've been in danger, but it hasn't been like this. Like this is thought out. Yeah. So it it does make me wonder if because this is on the very edge of or on the very like tales of Tora and Quincy, like basically calling the shots in the clan meeting, like they burst in and stage a coup and take over and now all of these other little things are happening so again it makes me wonder you know who is behind this there's a lot of people who have motive right now um i don't want to get too ahead of myself but like martin and shark have motive shit even vincent has motive um there could be like rival clans after them there's there's any number of people who could be after them right now so like they're in a lot of fucking danger Hmm. um okay so now we pan to our little intruder who seems to be whistling while they work and very carefree a lot about their temperament the fact yeah casual very confident in them what they're doing they're not oh yeah 
worried that they're like hanging upside down from like a billion story window. <laughs> yeah. Could never be me. I'm too scared of heights. Like <laughs> not a chance. And so she's sneaking in and we know it's a she well i guess I, maybe i'm making an assumption but she's wearing heels <laughs> which like kudos to being being able to like scale buildings and stilettos again could never be me also once again shows you a lot about right, so it- they're confident they're cool and they value mm-hmm. what's good, and they're willing to sacrifice utility to look good or and they're also confident enough in themselves that they're like i can do it even with heels yeah yeah well, yeah, so I don't think that's that's wearing heels is like the best for when you're scaling down <laughs> a building. Like if there's any girlies out there in the fandom that are part of like, you know, you like parkour. Police. Yeah, you're parkour or like you're part of the, you know, special forces or any type of things. Like, can you answer these questions for us? Like what are like shoe, like where's the shoe wear? appropriate for a mission and <laughs> our heels uh can be considered or could be considered like can you answer that please uh, comment <laughs> below the post that Mindy's gonna say this I is a genuine it. question could do. you do a mission in heels could you do a mission in heels that's the question so any- all of my law enforcement ladies sound off below <laughs> and so she gets into the the apartment right she's still whistling like she hears them right so we get a little reprisal of like quincy and poppy talking right so it's like it's important and and we're safe for now aren't we i i guess but and so we hear a little reprisal of that and then we see homegirl has just like set up like nothing's wrong in the bedroom Right. Um, see how she's not trying to hide. Like, no, really fine with being observed. She's not like, oh my gosh, they're coming back. I gotta run hide. Right, right. And like, she's got this big old like bazooka looking gun. Like, holy crap! So she knows that they're they're coming, right? Like, they can hear Poppy running down the hall because we know she was running down the hall. Um, and we get this like ominous looking panel of just like watch me carry this giant ass gun i'm ready to go like so i mean you've got something like that you're you're shooting to kill Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. so i'm wondering like is she expecting them to still be in there and is she hoping to like pop off some people like i don't know what she's doing and then we you know what then oh go ahead it, her outfit reminds me of one of the secret gardens where Poppy is wearing that body. Yeah. <laughs> that's, one, that's one of my favorite secret gardens. Yes. The cat burglar. Oof. Goodness. Badass, bro. Badass. Uh-huh. I think that was the first time we actually got to see how high that tattoo goes. <laughs> I think it was. It, yeah. We were like, what? It takes the outer glute? Do not go there, girl. Oof. goodness <laughs> um and we yep. see in- little miss intruder pick up the ring and she's like cute ring and i'm like why would the you di- care yeah the disrespect. why how would she have just seen that in a dark room yeah how would she have thought that that's of any value because if you look at it it's just a black ring on a black string yeah you know she's got to have some kind like she knows something She's mm-hmm. got to know something. Otherwise, why would you like 
pick that up out of everything in the room. Right, right. Like you're going to scale a fucking wall just because you're like, hey, I want this one thing. Like, I don't don't think you're going to show up in a chopper, a military grade chopper. You're going to have military grade weapons on you. You're going to scale a fucking wall. You're going to break into an apartment and you're like, oh, cute ring. Like, Mm -hmm. mm -mm. she knows something. I I totally agree with you, Ruby. Something is up. Um, I I hear that. I mean, if my thought when she took that was, I think it's fully, fully possible what you're saying that that she knows more and this, she knows Mm -hmm. what this is. But my also my thought was also that people's rings generally are sentimental, and um, I think that she doesn't have to know anything about this ring for her to be messing with them because yeah. she's the kind of person who wants to mess with people. And right. So she's like, oh, I bet you this means something to them, even if let's say she doesn't know. And she's like, I want it. I want to take it just so they get upset. <laughs> just to take yeah. it that hurts them. I can see that. Also, you- also, if we take into consideration that she knows where she is yeah and she knows who she's after any kind of possession can be like a memento for her if you think about it like i am in the like i am in the house of the prince of narin city also sorry go ahead yeah yeah and and if i if i if i get him or if i kill him like this is kind of like you know, like a serial killer when they have like their little the little trophy, the little trophy is like I got this from Quincy's place or I got this from the Prince of Narin City's house. It's and her also, little Dexter bloodslide. Yeah, it's a little Dexter bloodslide, and at the same time, why wouldn't you believe that maybe that ring has value? You're in a building that it's clearly for rich people, mm-hmm. so one would think that anything that you can find of value, especially jewelry would mean something or would be of high value it's potential and also if she knows that if she's after poppy and she knows this is poppy's room she would also know that poppy doesn't live here anything that poppy brought with her has got to be important to her except for what whatever quincy pack which clearly whatever yeah but you know like let's say if you're going away you you have what you need for the moment and you also have something that is very important to you and valuable to you so she's like okay this this if she bought it all the way here with her one little backpack this has got to mean something. Yeah. And so we see that Poppy has snuck in at this point <laughs> into the room, right? And she's got this look on her face. Like, I don't know about y'all, but I was like, I feel like she kind of expected something here, right? Because she's yeah. just looking straight ahead. And of course, like the first thing she sees is the gal, like, first of all, she wore the ring right like this this got my mind spinning for a minute but i'll i'll save that for the tin foil at the very end but like she this is the first thing she sees when she walks in the door and the girl's just like peekaboo <laughs> like yeah and poppy God. doesn't register like she doesn't jump she doesn't open her eyes wide she doesn't even open her mouth yeah I'm very surprised at her reaction it's it's almost like she kind of expected to find somebody in the room Especially like, what happens next. Yeah, yeah. Because then the next, and then she's like, that's... And then we see a hand grab the gun, and it says, you missed one alarm outside. So Tora knew she tripped an alarm outside. And so, like, like fucking Batman here, he's just kind of, like, swooping in, like, oh, no, you don't. 
Um, her reaction time for all her like cat birther skills, she doesn't have a quick reaction time because he managed no, she to doesn't. get that gun from her before she could shoot. Well, and, and I, I think she was so focused on Poppy that it was a great distraction. And also, if we think about Poppy being like centered or just like numb to seeing her, it could be because she already mm. knows that Tora is beside her. So she's like, that's true. That's true. And you know, you it's like, okay, whatever I find in here, I have my backup tiger over here. So, mm-hmm. so I know he won't won't let anything happen to me. Right. So based on what what happens next, I kind of feel like wait. Okay, let's jump jumping ahead a little. The fact that mm-hmm. you know, she's taking a picture that it seems like Tora asked her to do that. And I was looking, I was like, I was waiting for some dialogue. I was like, but I don't see any. So either yeah. either I- it didn't happen or like and she just like intuited this or like yeah, yeah told her, hey. I bet you there's someone in the room. You, you, your job is to take a picture. <laughs> I, I think that's likely what happened because, you know, again, Poppy just kind of stands in the doorway like, like, like she's bait essentially, and she knows she's bait. Long enough to distract, and if Tora is right behind her, I could definitely see him telling her, like, stopping her in the hallway and being like, "Somebody's in your room. Here's what we're gonna do." um because i don't i don't really think that he would just send her to the slaughter yeah no (laughs) you know like if he if he didn't think she could handle this part and if he wasn't backing her up like he would never send her to do that you know and Um, i'm so happy that you mentioned that because mm -hmm. up until this moment he has tried to i mean i I don't want to say underestimate her her skills or her abilities but he has tried, like, he always put himself in a position where he, she's the damsel in distress that yeah to rescue. And now, in this particular scene, he's actually allowing her to be mm-hmm. a part of his plan. So she, yeah. he's acknowledging her power and that she can take this. Like, you can take this. I need, I need your help right now and I need you to... You know, it's like she gets mm-hmm. in line the same that he does with his little bros. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like he trained her, like he's training her little by little. Mm-hmm. And you can see that he's starting to trust that she is smart, that she give, you know, she didn't, he didn't give her a lot of credit before, but now he's like, this bitch mm-hmm. is smart. Like my girl is smart. Yeah. I mean, he like he... <laughs> He even got a tattoo about you know calling her chicken shit but like doing the thing anyway so like he knows how brave she is he knows you know he's watched her hold her fucking own this entire time in his world like where nobody else like honestly like as much as i love to fantasize about <laughs> that being my life and as much as i love mafia romance again real life patty not happening i would tuck tail and run as fast as you can say mafia right like not happening um but poppy she just fucking holds her own she's really like her spine is steel she may not believe in herself as much as she should but like i she's coming around she knows her shit yeah and a great mafia wife Oh, go ahead. I'm slightly wondering that if we might get a little bit more context since yeah. it's kind of like been in this cadence of like giving us the the like gist of it and then filling in a few more details later. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if we might see something a little bit more about like 
a quick exchange that they had or something like that. Yeah. Um, because you're right. I was like, oh, they have a plan. They're working together. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think we also forget, like, Poppy is already trained. From her dad? From her dad. Mm. We th I mean, we think that, you know, she was just like this kid, this cute chubby kid, and her dad put her in boxing classes, you know, so she could defend herself from the bullies. But I actually think that if if all of our team foiling is correct <laughs> and there's something going on when in terms of her family and their relationship, I mean, I could see her dad, you know, using the bully excuse mm -hmm. as a way to train a very smart, bright little kid how to defend herself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I think I what I would like to see is to kind of have her surprise him when it comes to physical strength, because, you know, he's he already she already proved that she's very smart. Mm -hmm. But I think for him, because he's always like ganging up on her, like, oh, you're five foot nothing. Like I'm mm -hmm. six foot three. Like I, I'm I'm big and I'm strong. And you can you see her actually yeah. making fun of him for this. He's like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, I'm a big tough guy with my fucking eyelashes. And <laughs> close your that. fucking door. Close your fucking door. Yeah, sure. I'll close my fucking door. So I, I would like to see her, you know, maybe have something happen. And she actually saves him from a physical altercation. And she's like, I'm going to punch this guy's lights out or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. So as we're continuing through the panels, um, the the fight ensues Tora starts uh shooting at the intruder but she's like slick as a cat lands on her feet right she just and does he, a backflip right it's so cool <laughs> I know like I, this is yeah. so full of action it's fantastic <laughs> um and Tora kicks her in the face <laughs> and flips off her her face mask right and she's thinking to herself, he's too fast. I can't intercept anything. And then we see her face. <sighs> All right. Who okay. are you, ma'am? My first you? thought, I will say, my first thought was Tora's mom. Because she has that black hair and she looks like him. And she's gorgeous. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that was the last. But um, mm -hmm. I, mean, I guess her... She definitely has that femme fatale, the same way that Candy. Oh yeah, Candy. You know, she's she's a woman of power. Yeah, we definitely can't underestimate the women in this comic because, like, they've proven time and time again that they will kick you, kick you to the ground, and they will do it without lifting a finger. <laughs> um, so she's definitely someone to be contended with, and I know that, like, usually with these incidental side characters we don't get much like we don't get full-on face but with this person we're getting full-on face which tells me that this person is going to be important moving forward mm -hmm. um and yeah like I, I i didn't think that she was Tora's mom but she's definitely got the look of potentially being somebody in the bloodline and i will get into more of my theory on that later but um and also the fact that like i was like okay i was like well let me just read on to see if he recognizes her. yeah yeah 
and he doesn't so he doesn't and she doesn't recognize him either which is also important right but she says wait which makes me think like did she want to explain something like what's going on right is she buying time yeah yeah like what are we doing here um that's why we we had that question because it's like are they trying to hurt mm -hmm. poppy or are they trying to just get poppy because like why would you come with a giant bazooka but then like right what is she saying wait for she's saying wait just here to talk like just send a letter or knock on the door next time very unclear what her intentions are yeah yeah it, it it could be a lot of things but like i keep coming back to these people have had multiple chances to kill poppy and they haven't done it right like she could have just like taken her out right there and then like she knew the poppy was coming she could have put the gun in her face she chose not to um i know tora in like after the update to the last episode that tora interrupted the chopper with the 50 cal but like part of me is also like they could have shot the place up before he ever had a chance to distract them so uh, clearly they don't want to kill everyone here right mm-hmm. and and it's very distinct that you know poppy seems to be the common denominator there so it makes me wonder like again what their intentions are and, and also Tor is also not shooting her to kill you know yeah if he would want to shoot her to kill he could also like he's a sharpshooter he can definitely do that mm-hmm. yeah that's think, very true I think, I think if she would have taken the shot at poppy I think he would have killed her. Hmm. Oh, for sure. Or not, or or he need. I, I actually, if I were him and someone shot my girlfriend, I would make sure that they stay alive so I know who, what, when, where, why. You know. That's well. True. And as we find out, like after she hits the floor, Tora says, "Did you get the shot?" And Poppy says, "Yep." Um. So apparently, they had this plan to get this gal's photo the whole time. Because again, she would have had to get her cell phone. So I, I am imagining all of this transpired in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting because now that you say that, which again just goes to show how his mind works. Mm-hmm. I think he was able to decipher that maybe this is the boss of the operation. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. I will. I will either need to know who this person is yeah he's thinking very offensively but defensive at the same time he's like Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna kill you right now which is very like uh i was watching vincenzo the other day oh yeah i told you guys but vincenzo is like my favorite k drama of all time if you hadn't seen it we can be Mm -hmm. friends i'm sorry (laughs) and there's a, a scene that you know the the guy is talking with another person and he's like do you know that there's a term for when a cat plays with their food but they're mm-hmm. actually full you know it's called gato sat so like a cat that is satiated and i'm just toying with you i'm just playing so i'm just watching tora do this and he's like i'm not gonna kill you right now mm-hmm. no because i need you i need information out of you i need to know who you are because this is just too much but I'm yeah. also noticed he's not capturing her and like detaining her right then and there either. And I think yeah, yeah because he can't. He's outnumbered and he knows right. this. He so knows right like, exactly. Like we see you later, but yeah, like I need to that. run, but I'm gonna leave with some information and I'm gonna leave mm-hmm. with your face and I'm gonna find out who the fuck you are. Yeah. <laughs> you to the rescue. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, I was just thinking that. Fun. I was like, 
literally scrolling back to be like, what did the picture that Tor took of Poppy look like? And is there like a similar, because I was imagining they both had that kind of like stunned, like Mm -hmm. hair flowing picture. And so I was literally, as we were talking, scrolling back to be like, what did that picture look like? (laughs) And imagining him being like, here you go, Gyu, here's another picture. Can you look her up? Yep. Yep. Gorgeous woman. (laughs) Most definitely. And I think, did I bulldoze over somebody else's part? I can't remember, but. Um, um, I forgot also. <laughs> that's okay. Um, do you, you remember Ruby where you were supposed to start? I don't honestly. <laughs> that's okay. I can I'm keep sorry. going if you want. I don't care. I do remember you had the action, so I think I think you mm-hmm. probably should. Oh yeah, you were supposed to go. I you missed one alarm, so yeah, so you can. Okay. 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 Oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Um. Okay. So let's see. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So we're like, did she get the shot? And she did. And we get. A beautiful little addition to our praise bucket with the brave girl and a little kiss on the forehead. <laughs> um, I spent all my so- woos this week. I got more <laughs> to give. Um, so then he is like, let's go, but she still hasn't gotten what she came for. The whole reason they went back there was the ring. Yeah. And she's like, wait. And we see more people coming to the window yeah once again with her self-preservation like hello girl no just leave the ring (laughs) yeah yeah but if Um, we if we remember like she promised to keep the ring safe like she does whatever it's fine i'll get you another one (laughs) like uh diamond please you're gonna get me a what you're gonna (laughs) get me a what sir 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 (laughs) Are we there yet? Are we there yet? You're gonna give me a what? You can't say I love you, but you're gonna give me a what? <laughs> he just he just can't talk about it. He'll just do all the things and get all the objects, but he can't talk. <laughs> no. <laughs> I also think that in the heat of the moment, like she he doesn't realize what she's saying. He just yeah. that maybe it's just like a meaningless ring. He hasn't really caught on to the fact that, you know, it's you know, it's it's the ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it is kind of cute how quickly he's like, I'll just get, I'll just get a new one for you. Like, what do you yeah. want? I'll just, I'll just buy you money, whatever you want. Okay, um, but yeah, she's like, she stole the ring. I need to get it back from her. And he's like, what ring? And she's like, the one you gave to, I'll get you a new one. Okay. We got to leave now. And so we see some of her, her little henchmen are coming through the apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so sad. Poppy is thinking to herself, Maybe this is just trivial civilian crap too, but I'm sorry, Tora. Mm-hmm. And it's just so like, it's heartbreaking that Quincy used those words because I feel like she's going to use them to beat herself up now because now she's going to see that, that rift between like clan life and her being a civilian as far as we know. And so I just hate that she's thinking that way. Um, yeah. Also, I guess because but, Joe was a civilian, so like Joe's ring is also civilian crap. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's also more in the sense of you know what we would consider something uh, important to us versus what they consider something important. Mm-hmm. You know, for someone like Quincy and maybe even Tora, you know, a ring obviously for Tora no, but let's say someone like Quincy is like girl, leave the ring, whatever. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. It's replaceable. It's replaceable. But for mm-hmm. her, and obviously this is also on the context of 
you know, where she comes from. Like, she's very humble. She doesn't have any luxuries. She hasn't yeah. grown up with any luxuries. So everything that she has, which is very little, is because it's meaningful. Yeah. And now she has, like, this other thing that is very meaningful to her, and she loses it. And yeah. it's a very important part of the man that she loves. So yeah. for her, it's a... Well, yeah. And if we think about that in the context of all the loss that Poppy has had, mm-hmm. her mom, her dad, even like, you know, she she loses, like, I mean, granted, we're glad he's gone, but like the the loss of her fortitude when she was dating jewelry and you know, trying to regain all of these things back in her life and stop experiencing loss like again like you were saying Eileen like she she sees it as more than a ring it's a representation of things that are important to her and she doesn't want to she doesn't want to lose yet another thing in her life hmm. Right. And I think it's also, you know, I, I think actually it's just thinking primarily about Torah and that sure, you know, sure. how much it means to him. And even if he doesn't remember it at the moment, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think she feels bad that he's going to lose something that's so precious to him. Yeah. And I mean, I I get it. I know we're going like 10 miles deep on this. And in, in the meantime, they're being shot at. So <laughs> probably not much time to th- talk about mementos and whatnot. So I, I get it. But like Poppy's mind, like she's always got something like that in the back of her mind, too. So. Oh, goodness. This is scary well, shit. This is like the most I I think unless someone correct me, I think this is the most action that poppy has been in the middle of so mm-hmm. far in the, yeah in the comic thus far so this is like the deepest that she's been in this clan stuff mm-hmm. uh, but uh but yeah and so torah is like keep moving sweetheart i'll shield you from behind head for the lift and part of me is like well shield me from behind <laughs> <laughs> broad back <laughs> Our um, future but, husband is husband. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I he was like, shield you with what? You're wearing a tank top, Tora. Like you're not even wearing a bullet. His, his giant he's, body. <laughs> he's willing to take a bullet for her. Yeah, that's you know? basically it. I, I also, all these people are terrible shots. Like I, I don't know how they're not getting them. They're like, they're thank so God bad. they are. <laughs> they're, well, they're, they're they're probably, probably cops. They're probably cops. I mean, the mafia would never. Like, like bullets are too oh, expensive wait, wait. i forgot that wait, i do i did forgot that they did call the cops i mean i don't think the cops are wearing ski masks but <laughs> no no but it's actually that's very good that you said that because you know when we get a little bit more into it i mean it, it could be that this was an ambush made by the police yeah because because you have air then you have the all of these people you yeah know, they've got access to things that your average even the mafia wouldn't have access to like yeah. i'm sorry they're not going to have access to a black hawk helicopter mm-hmm. you know maybe maybe some like good machine guns and stuff but like really a helicopter like that's some state money right and again not to get too far into my theories but you know a- another thing that i think is important that we know about this is that they they have access to all of these things, but also clan life, if we remember Erdine had said clan life is embedded in everyday life. So like there are people at everyday businesses that are part of clans. And so it would follow 
that there might be some crooked cops, mm-hmm. right? Like there might be some cops and people in even like Naring's version of the CIA who are embedded that have access to these things. So I think it's probable. Yeah, also, for sure. Erdine's uh, dad, by the way, is a, a loose thread that we haven't, you know, we haven't gone back to. Yeah. At some point could reappear in the story. That would be interesting. And even though they're going through all of that, she's still in like the, the like you said, this girl has mm-hmm. no self-preservation. She's just thinking about like I'm so sorry, like I failed you, I lost the the ring. It's mm-hmm. like, girl, you're getting shot at. Mm-hmm. Maybe try not bleeding out to death and then we'll worry about <laughs> the ring. One step at a time. Huh? Well, it just breaks your heart because you can see that she's crying and mm-hmm. that's all that she's thinking about. You're right. She's, they're like in the middle of danger and she has tears running down her face. Yeah. It's okay, Poppy. Just get out of there alive. We can, we can commiserate later, honey. <laughs> get one that looks just like it. <laughs> Even better. Um, Mindy, do you want me to do these last few? Yeah, these yeah, last yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so after they left the apartment, we see back in the bedroom and the leader's still on the ground and we hear captain, he got your leg. And she says, don't fucking touch me. We and got a rank. Another, mm-hmm. We see another visual of the ring and she goes, she's spitting blood. Clearly he got her, caught her pretty good. And she goes, just make sure that bitch ass bodyguard dies tonight. <laughs> okay somebody's salty okay is very salty and it tells us a few things one like i'm gonna scroll back up here real quick and talk about the captain part like you were saying eileen we've got rank right and so that tells me like again this is kind of what made me think like they've got helicopters we've got a rank here like they're a little too casual about just breaking into shit so i'm like is there an underground clan that's affiliated with the police force or or some sort of state entity you know um because like clearly the people that were in the chopper were not the only people that were doing this ambush because they they exit staged left you know and there's like at least three or four guys that i saw that were suddenly in this apartment and so clearly this was very well planned they got a lot of people together um and uh we know it's just also like the art but if you see what they're wearing they're very they're wearing like tactical clothing yeah yeah and if we remember the instances that we've seen torah being at work Mm -hmm. he he does kind of have like a uniform but yeah it's not tactical he doesn't look like a cop when Mm -hmm. he's when he's out at work and if we remember the flashback when he got arrested when Goliath snitched on him yeah you know the SWAT team was wearing almost the same I mean the art is almost Mm -hmm. the same depicting like soldiers from police force versus clan people Mm -hmm. for sure for sure a level of um I don't know if it's security maybe because if they Mm -hmm. are the police have the police behind them or if it's just like ignorance but these people are not being very stealthy or subtle like torah were used to being like creeping around in the dark mm-hmm. and, and sees like every little danger and everything 
these people are just swooping in with a helicopter about to use a machine gun on the side of a building and like disregarding the fact that there was alarms and sensors set up and so or literally other people living in the building yeah yeah it's very amateur amateur or or i see what you're saying like they just don't care they're fine with whatever consequences of people seeing them they're yeah and we also learn by her saying like just make sure that bitch ass bodyguard dies tonight that she doesn't know who torah is Mm -hmm. she doesn't know at all so Mm -hmm. i think that their their intelligence is is lacking the fact that she doesn't know who torah is the fact that they're probably going to get away in the yellow car so they haven't been you know they don't know that quincy owns that they they didn't do their homework Mm -hmm. yeah also it shows me that they're not giving up their plan is to track them down like they're not Mm -hmm. gonna be like oh well i guess we lost them sorry like no no no. we're continuing after them right now yeah lordy All right, so, so I, I gotta I gotta tell I'm sorry, but I gotta tell I gotta apologize publicly to Emily. It it was hair, <laughs> Emily. <laughs> She'll never let me live this down, I swear. There'll be no living with her after this. So yes, Emily, it was hair. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. I'm sorry. It was hair. I shall never doubt you again. To be fair, I definitely thought it was rope too at first because i was like who the hell and again you want to talk about impractical besides the heels like who is just like scaling a building with their hair like that is like a mile long outside Mm -hmm. like what girl what are you doing like hair can be used against you Mm -hmm. (laughs) so uh, you know she might have had a bit more hubris than um actual common sense yeah i think her cockiness got the best of her she yeah. really un- underestimated them mm-hmm. for, sure, and, for sure and also it kind of checks out with you know them may you know doing this ambush but being very basic mm-hmm. at the at the level of ambush like very amateur you know lots of noise lots of you know there's no stealth mm-hmm in in this and i think actually when she said wait that's the he had already gave the roundhouse kick that blew Mm -hmm. off her so when he knew he got the shot like he hit her again like i'm not taking chances with you girl i'm gonna hit you again even if you're a woman i don't care Mm -hmm. and she was like you know she got bitch slapped and now you know she's spitting blood so he drew blood like he hit her like I will have no mercy with you just because you're a girl. Mm. Yeah. And she's like, that bitch ass bodyguard dies tonight. <laughs> she's Cute. big mad. Yeah, she's big mad. She's big mad. It also tells me she's not used to defeat. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's had it a little too easy and she was not anticipating Tora being just a standard bodyguard. Mm-hmm. So um it also tells me they don't know much about tbo in general like they don't know that he's really the right hand man uh for quincy does not know what he does for the clan right and and i guess maybe that might check out a little bit because you don't want people outside your clan to know who your sharpshooter is like Mm -hmm. you don't share that shit um 
Well, you know what? Maybe they're not clan because I feel like within the mafia world, a lot of people know who Tora is. Um, they know they know the symbol that he has on his neck they know that that means baltimore elite but remember even in the alleyway scene in episode 62 like those thugs didn't know who tora was they just knew he was baltimore elite so i think they keep his profile low on purpose right um he's a very well-kept secret yeah yeah um only the people who need to know who he is know who he is um like then actually put a face to it uh-huh yeah so what are who are we speculating this team is <laughs> <laughs> well you want to do it patty on our Patreon. yeah share it you want to do it <laughs> yeah let's do it this is okay nuts. okay so disclaimer we have a theory that is very convoluted. It's completely the Lulu. Yeah, <laughs> not, I'll not, go into my part. <laughs> like not true Lulu at all. So I, everything that you're about to hear, don't take it with a grain of salt. Take it with a salt flat. Yes. And <laughs> in fact, you know what? After this conversation is over, just take your phone. You know, put it in your face, flash yourself, and that's it. we're gonna men in black this shit yeah we're gonna men in black this shit and also you know for context this is a theory that we've been you know obviously delusional and completely (laughs) unhinged uh but it's a theory about things that already happened that lead us to where we are today and might influence the future so it's not really like a team foil of, of what will happen but more like what happened in the past and how did that get us to where we are today? Yeah. All right. So, okay. So the first part about this theory, this is something I postulated. And again, I preface this with being like, this is like DEFCON 5 DeLulu. But um, so let's move back to the episodes with Tora's mom, right? And we see that Tora's mom is without familial support. She's basically raising her son alone. Um, She was accused of murdering the congressman. Her husband took the blame for it. Um, And, you know, she's also got the the curse, right? So what we know is that she comes from the line from Ulan, right? Because of the red eyes. We know that immediately based on that. So part of me was like, okay, mom is is clan right and she's also got the clan tattoos and shit right so that made me think like is there a potential connection between tora's mom and vincent right stay with me on this so vincent we know has treated tora like shit he's talked about picking him out of the orphanage and all of this stuff so that got me thinking i'm like what do you know, if they were at odds with each other, like let's say the Yiki clan and the Balchamans were at odds with each other after so many centuries, right? What do clans do? They intermarry, right? To solve wars, to prevent them from happening, right? So part of me was like, what if Tora's mom was initially promised and betrothed to Vincent mm. to, to, get rid of that right stay with me stay with me i know it's fucking crazy but let's say that that happened right but mom is like no fuck this i'm in love with some other dude right tora's dad you know who we don't know yet we don't know anything about right yeah we don't have any information on the dad yeah 
So like, let's say mom rejects the proposal. She's like, nah, fuck this. I'm out. And so that leaves her without family support, right? Because if you're part of clan and you're part of this like dynasty and this lineage, wouldn't that necessitate that there's like, you know, family support behind that? We don't know. And again, I'm speculating based on a lot. Um, but no one stepped in to take Torah after she died. Mm-hmm. After she, you know. but, but here's the thing. It is implied that uh, on the Moonbrike arc in episode mm-hmm. 75, he tells Poppy that uh, he he doesn't say that he that his mom gave him up. He says yeah. that she couldn't he, take care of him, that she couldn't take care of him. Mm-hmm. So. So. So and, and there was something that was said, I think it was episode 36, where Vincent mm-hmm. was like you know, I chose you all those years ago. I wish you were my son and, and uh, or you couldn't be my son and, and whatnot, right? Yeah, that conversation is very, I remember when it came out, it was very polarizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you had people saying like, oh, he's commenting on his look, like that's so mm-hmm. cringy. And, and it was kind of like almost sexual undertone. Yeah. And, but I remember that it, it felt more, there's a part that Vincent says, like, that's what I like about you. Like, you're easy on the mm-hmm. eyes, straight shooter, no bullshit. Mm-hmm. And he says, that's why I keep you close. And then Tora says, uh, the, no, he says, like, uh, why do you think I keep you close? And yeah. Then to- and then Tora says, I have an idea why you keep me close. And I don't think it has anything to do with what you're saying. Yeah. But, but go on. And he's and- like, oh, like is that why how, why people think that you're my son you know because mm-hmm. you're you're so much like me obviously that can be true because i have to keep my, my uh my bloodline pure but i would love and then he, he mm-hmm. cuts him off yeah and so if we take that into context we know that vincent chose him we don't know why right and so i'm speculating that he put the i i bet you i eileen you said that vincent probably had something to do with the hit on the congressman right yeah so, so the so patty's thinking all of this and i'm mm-hmm. over here thinking about the piece of paper with the information about mm-hmm. the congressman mm-hmm. so in the piece of paper it says that the congressman was a very great leader that was the last descendant of the original royal line. So we are thinking, obviously, that this is someone that is a descendant of the original royal line. And if we go back to AB, mm-hmm. those descendants are Ulan's descendants and or the brothers and sister, you know, the brothers of, mm-hmm. of Ulan. So it could be anyone from that specific line. So this person, this congressman, would be, uh, he would come in to break the status quo. So there's uh, an episode in the beginning where Poppy is looking for information about the Balthuman clan. Mm-hmm. And it is said that Ivan the Grey, you know, he was kind of the one that dethroned the the original royal line and he mm-hmm. just kind of came into power so we already know that this congressman's family has been forcibly removed from mm-hmm. the hierarchy by the Balthuman. so the fact that this person could have a political pull 
it yep. would have a social pull. So he came, he comes in to wreck the status quo. And that would mean that the Balthumans would find oh. him to be, uh, you know, a liability. Yeah. To and them so maintaining power. If we, if we, again, tinfoil hats, y'all, if we put that together with this idea of like her being Vincent, related. yeah, she would be the line to the congressman and trying to like politically scheme so that Vincent could be on top. Right. Well, when he loses out on that, he probably like we postulated that he would put a hit out on this congressman, pin it on Tora's mom. Because he's mad at her. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Because she has the motive. She has been cut yeah. off. Yeah. You know, we, we speculated that if she was cut off from her family, it, you know, that puts her in a position where she's very vulnerable. She has been cut off. She has no mm -hmm. money, no family connections. She has a, a child, a young child. And, you know, we obviously know that she is suffering remnants of the madness uh, you know, yeah. that affects her family. And I was talking with Emily the other day uh, about how ancient curses mm -hmm. uh, translate into the modern world. You know, if you're someone that is sensitive to the supernatural, whether you're a medium or, you know, you know, spirits talk to you or you feel mm -hmm. some kind of sixth sense anything like that how does does that translate into the modern world you know you would have people telling you that you're crazy i mean if you go outside yeah. today in 2023 and you say i i see demons or i see ghosts uh, i would say that 80 percent of the population is going to say that you're dululu mm -hmm. so obviously you know she has all the checkpoints to be made responsible for this really atrocious act you know, there would be no question that she was the one that did it. Mm -hmm. And then obviously we, spe you know, we speculated that maybe her husband, you know, he comes in for her and takes the blame yeah. for, for the setup. And we can infer that he had a public execution. So this was a big deal. Yeah. Like the, the fact that this person was murdered was a big deal. And it was, uh, I think it was a turning point into the politics of Naren City. Yeah. So taking that into consideration and maybe, you know, we, we started to think like, I could see Vincent, you know, going down that road of, oh, I'm I'm going to send someone to, you know, I'm going to put a hit on this guy. I'm mm -hmm. going to pin it on this one. I'm going to ruin your life. I'm going to ruin your life because you rejected mm -hmm. me and I chose you. Mm -hmm. And I think there's also a very important conversation in episode um, 114 mm -hmm. when they, uh, the clan elders of the Balthuman clan come into the office and we can see from their exchange that Vincent is very low on their respect ladder on mm -hmm. the clan like he has been looking for acceptance even in his own family for years so mm -hmm. you would think you know and there's a very interesting thing that uncle ivan says uh about the hair of of ivan you know his hair is black with like he has like gray, skunk stripes yeah like a skunk stripe and he says that that's a signature trait of every balthuman 
And when his grandfather, his father found out, Vinny took a lot of beatings. So that got me thinking, is Vincent a bastard? Maybe. And maybe that's why he has been trying basically all of his life to look for the acceptance of his family by any means possible. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's very ambitious. He's sadistic. He obviously he doesn't want to retire. Mm -hmm. He doesn't put the well-being of the clan above his own special needs. (laughs) Never. And you would think that maybe by having a marriage to this woman who is also part of a very well-known clan who could displace the Balthuman clan. Maybe he thought that if I can get a kid out of this woman that has black hair, that will cement me mm-hmm. as, you know, as someone of power within my own family. So yeah. I think, you know, it would explain kind of the the love-hate relationship that he has with Torah because at the very deep I, I feel like he actually hates the fact that he wishes that Torah was his son. Mm-hmm. 100%. I think, it, I think that he actually is very conflicted about the fact that he absolutely detests Torah for the fact of we don't know because it's a very visceral hate that he has towards this kid. And yeah. it's, it's interesting because if you if you think about it, if he just went to an orphanage, and just picked up the random boy with the weird eyes just because he looked a little bit more feral. But where does this visceral dislike and and distaste come from? Yeah. You know, it, it's not explained to me fully, you know? It's more than him being just someone that he took from the streets and turned into his dog. And there's yeah. also, Patty was talking about the definition of, you know, what a dog is to Vincent and how it relates to Torah's family, you know, mm-hmm. because they are, they, their power comes from a dog demon. Yeah. So how does he use that instead of being something to highlight Torah's power? How can I take that and turn it into shame? Right. Like, no, you're not a dog of power. You're a dog of service. Mm. Yeah. Well, and, and to add on to that and to swing back around to who is this chick, um, in tactical gear, I was like, she looks like Tora's mom, but she has blue eyes. And so if we take all of that into context, again, I'm looking crazy right now and it's fine. But if we take that all into that context, is it possible that Tora's mom was pregnant and that she survived, right? Because we we speculate that she's dead, but we don't really know. I think she's still alive. And I, I, you know, we know that this gal is nobody's mom, but that doesn't rule out her being somebody's sister, cousin, whatever. And part of me wonders, is she, is she the bastard child of, of Vincent. Vincent and Tora's mom? Because we know Vincent wouldn't care for shit for having a girl yeah and i think it would be amazingly ironic that the son that he always wanted turned out to be a daughter yeah oh that would make torah and quincy calling themselves brothers a little more real right yeah they are related in (laughs) essence you know they have they share a common sister yeah they would 
they would. <laughs> so that's that's our Delulu theory. It's full of plot holes like Swiss cheese, but hey, that's where we went with it. I hope Lily is taking notes right now. <laughs> I'm pretty she's sure probably, she, I'm, she's probably yeah, gonna laugh at us. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna laugh at us and she's gonna be like, bitch, it ain't that deep. Come on. <laughs> I like it's it. fine. Fantastic. I think it's I think it could answer a lot of questions. Um, mm-hmm. I love it. And I guess my only question is the connection between Toro's mom and the congressperson. Because I think we still don't know I think why. they're family. They're they have to be related, I would say. That that that's my speculation because they said that they were a descendant of that line. So if if we're inferring that that is Ulan's line, then they have to be related somehow. Right. So then, was she sad? Did, did she kill the congressperson? Yes or no? Or was she set up for it? Uh, I'm. Sad? You know, was she close? That's to the her? beauty of it. I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. And right. I think also is I. We were talking about it and we think that maybe Lily is not going to really dig that deep. You know, we, we thought that maybe her putting that kind of like Easter egg about Tora's mom or that little background information about Tora is just going to be to give that background information on Tora and just leave it at that mm-hmm. and, you know, move on with the rest of the story. But if she does decide, you know, that it is conducive to the story then who knows we we might get and remember lily loves to do family plot twists mm-hmm. I, I don't think no one imagined that mark was Sarge's dad i mean nope. we were like what <laughs> i did not see that coming. you know and and no and she has done this before with uh danny and mirabelle we thought mm-hmm. that they were poppy's cousins it turns they're out her aunts. that they're actually her aunts so you see that she likes to do like this little plot twist within mm-hmm. the family relationships so i wouldn't at this point you know she can hit us with anything we're not gonna see her coming yeah <laughs> That's why we told you to take this and throw it in the trash. <laughs> you know, you heard it here. Okay. <laughs> Forget about it. I think what you said is very, very plausible. And yeah, the- I love, I, I mean, love doing these theories. And I really hope that one day we get like a full, like Tolkien style backstory like world building yes you know, <laughs> break yes. down at the very end and just have her just be like anything that you couldn't put in the story give us all the scraps and drafts and just like <laughs> let us read them all <laughs> yes that's what I, that's what i need i need a map of middle earth that's what i need <laughs> that's what i want Give me the deets, girl. Give me the, <laughs> give me the, the my mm-hmm. Oh man, that would that would be oh that would be so good, so good. I still um, have my hopes that after Midnight Poplin is done, she'll she'll give us the little treat of maybe expanding a little more on Asura's bride. Please, um, please. I still have that hope. <laughs> you know? I will listen. I am not the praying kind. I will pray for that, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think uh, that it was so nice of her, you know, just to give us that little connection that there mm-hmm. we are in the same universe. Like that for me yeah. was like, oh, thank you, mistress. Igor is very happy. <laughs> thank you. 
oh my god <laughs> uh crazy theory to, to contribute what's that you have a crazy theory about you know the identity of this lady do it ruby we nothing need it that, have to. nothing that could rival any of that i <laughs> truly i do not <laughs> translation we are crazy no you're golden I well because I guess if you go down the the one thing that I was thinking of that whole time mm-hmm. because I feel like my mind doesn't run that deep is that I was like oh wait a minute that would make total sense why would Vincent just go to like a random orphanage and just like farm children <laughs> and how would he pick Tora type of thing and I was like oh mm-hmm. that would make total sense like he's stuck with him or he feels like he has to keep him close or something to that effect but mm-hmm. while you were that I was also thinking like what if he didn't know that Tora was the baby or the kid that he wanted to keep on and so also grab Goliath because Goliath also kind of had like the dark hair dark skin and but But that's like I don't don't have any finding evidence the way that you guys do so well I'm still a team Goliath is related to Tora so and I (laughs) I'm I'm just joking that we're just going to see Goliath again at the last panel of the season but like Mm -hmm. That's all he's going to show up last panel of every season. Uh, I still think there's some connection between Tora and Goliath that is going to be important. Mm-hmm. It's been way too long since we've seen Goliath. I know we've seen his little notebook and his scribblings and everything, but mm-hmm. like it's been too long. I need to know what's going on. Even if it is just one panel and it's like a shadow in the distance or something like, I just need to know. I just need to know. He's still out in the jungle playing Tarzan. Yeah. Midfall all this time. Yeah, and I have a feeling, I don't know, I don't know why. I hope I'm wrong because he feels like such a fun character. Mm-hmm. Like he, he almost feels like an anti-hero, like like someone mm-hmm. who take like a Deadpool kind mm-hmm. of vibes. Oh, yes. But I have a feeling that once, you know, he's like, oh. <gasps> But at the same time, it's like, I'm going to break some shit up. And, but I also think that once we do get to know him a little bit deeper, I don't think we're going to like him very much. I think we're giving him, you know, obviously we don't know, but I have this feeling that, you know, everything that we thought that he is, is going to be maybe a little bit more opposite than what we think. Oh boy. But maybe, maybe, handsome, maybe. Gotta be good if he's handsome. <laughs> well <laughs> and I mean it's also interesting because I if if we go you know if we base on the fact that they grew up together let's say mm-hmm. that they were in the orphanage Vincent chose Tora but he didn't chose him because when he's telling Poppy about their childhood you know mishaps mm-hmm. he's like oh is that your boss's son so Goliath did not yeah. work for the Balthuman clan mm-hmm. or he didn't even sometimes I mean I, I'm guessing when they were growing up they didn't even know that mm-hmm. who Vincent was yeah which goes hand in hand with the fact that they have kept Tora a secret and I think the conversation I had this uh, chapter also written down as part of our theory chapter 23 Mm -hmm. uh, when Shing Mai is talking in Miracle with Claude and he's like oh you don't want to mess with Tora and he's like well why the hell not like everybody says oh don't fuck around with Tora but like why the hell not he's just a dude and he's like if this if the rumors are true Mm. 
about the way that he was trained by Vixen and mm -hmm. also other rumors and then mm -hmm. Lily just kind of like blurs the dialogue and but you mm -hmm. can see Claude's face just change completely and he's like oh if that's true then that makes a lot of sense like who yeah. so there's this mystery about who Tora is in the context of the clan mm -hmm. And you see Shima that he's like, do you actually believe that the rankings are the way they are right now because he's lazy? Like, no, like the rankings are the way they are right now because he is lazy. Like he doesn't want to go up the ranks. If yeah. he truly wanted to, he could take every mofo in here. And when you go back to episode 36, you see that Vincent acknowledges this. It's like the older that he gets, the darker this aura that he has around him gets and you can see that he fears him there's fear in that and he knows that he, I think he a very primal part of his brain knows that he is no match for the weapon that he has created right? yeah and one of the things that I had talked about um kind of piggybacking off of what you're saying Eileen um, I had talked a little bit about um, we don't know the full extent of Tora's capability for brutality either, right? Like we saw a little glimmer of it and we know that like it's a miracle that he hasn't gone insane because we know how he was tortured as a child by Martin and that was part of his training. So like he's probably let he probably latched onto that and made that part of his physicality and you know we we haven't seen the worst of Tora, right like because he held back so much in those moments so that you know he didn't lose himself completely to his darkness but we haven't seen the full depths of his darkness we know that he kills people and we already know that he mm -hmm. killed Yadori like in yeah. blood but if we were you know we kind of had it coming yeah I mean, you know, I wasn't if, mad. Me neither. <laughs> and and to be fair, he gave him uh, again a, a wonderful parallel from mm -hmm. him and Ulan. Like he gave him the choice. You know, the first sure. time he's like, "I'm gonna, I broke a fucking pool stick in your face. Leave me the fuck alone, and mm -hmm. you'll be fine. Don't get in my business. Don't talk to me. Just get out of my fucking face." And mm -hmm. then Giyu sends a picture when they're in Felicia Bay. And who do we see in the picture? It's fucking Yadori at Poppy's apartment. So mm -hmm. that's your second call. I'm not going to give you a third. You're gone. That's it. And it's the same thing that happened with Ulan when he stumbles upon the burglars that they have. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm tired. I just came out from a fight. I don't want to kill you. Get out of my way. So he gives you, you know, here comes that moral code of if I don't have to kill you, I won't kill you. But if you push me, I, mm -hmm. we will go there. So and I agree with you. I don't think I don't think we've seen how, the depths of how violent he can go. I yeah. think that would be the last test for Poppy to actually mm -hmm. witness mm -hmm. him going completely berserk and violent yeah. and knowing what he can do because it's not the same thing to you know have Quincy or him tell sure. you like yeah I'm a hit man but I have a moral code he has a moral code he doesn't touch women he doesn't touch children yeah. he doesn't kill anyone who 
who who doesn't need to be killed but at the end of the day he is still very much trained to be a killer and he mm-hmm. he he's spent all of his life surrounded by violence yeah that he can control himself is another matter entirely yeah and when we think about it in the context like kind of swinging it back around to this episode in the last couple like his his violence is definitely being put to the test his self-control is being put to the test um and so i think we are at the precipice he might have reached his limit you know it's going to be interesting to see what the next episodes bring about for sure i mean we are going right now on 72 hours of no sleep Mm -hmm. for for him Mm -hmm. i mean if we're counting you know he hasn't Mm -hmm. rest for 72 hours and that does things to you you know when sure you're always you know if you're in a battle for five days and you haven't slept yeah you know, you're not really thinking about your feelings or how you feel no. like you're just in survival mode yeah do you think for that sure. this is going to be an interesting turning point for him having to walk the line between the person that he is with himself with the clan and then the person that he is with poppy because Oh it yeah, like he's definitely been able to keep them separate up until now, but now that they're in this survival situation that seems like it's going to get even worse, he's going to have to be himself, his Torah self. Yeah, he'll be in front of Poppy, and so she's probably going to see a lot of shit that she hasn't seen before. And sure, like you think she's just going to have, she's going to be tested in terms of like, wow, I'm actually physically seeing him do some shit that she he has to do to survive. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Well, she made her bed hmm. and she laid in it. She did. She'll she did. probably still want to lay in it after this, but you know. Yeah. And, yeah. But I, I think, you know, what we were Lots talking about. Bed. Yeah. I think also in, in, I think it was chapter 120, mm-hmm. how they switch from being the supporter to being the supported. Yeah. And I think in many ways, he's her pillar of physical strength. And she is his pillar of emotional strength. Mm-hmm. And I think now, throughout all the comics since we started, he has been a physical pillar of strength that she has been able to rely on. Right. There's been emotional there too. Sure. But most of the time it's been physical. But her now, I think her job, her test is going to be if you're able to be the emotional pillar that he needs and be able to bring him back you know be the little light that still stays on inside of him even when he has to go search into the darkness mm-hmm. can you still be there bright to to light the way for him to get, come back yeah mm-hmm. well, so Ooh. minutes left um but before we wrap up i want to um read this theory that is someone lane wrote on patreon she actually talked about the podcast enough so that was very nice okay. she was listening to the podcast of 121 and we were talking about the curse on Torah's family his mom tells baby Torah that every member of the family either, either loses their loved ones or was insane what if she killed her brother a congressman because he was insane or maybe she was insane and here i go thinking what if the woman in heels who is captain of the mask guys what if she's the daughter of the congressman and Torah's cousin which looks like Torah's mom so that is yeah she is related to the congressperson and this is her revenge maybe that, maybe that's actually that, that, that she would be yeah, going after torah so 
that she doesn't identify him is a little, you know, iffy. Yeah. And it could also be a rival clan that is just like they're wanting to vie for power because things have been unstable with the Balchaman clan. I mean, even the clan elders have been saying it. So, I mean, it could just be another clan that is wanting to be on top. And I know people have also speculated you know is it poppy's clan right because i i still speculate that she's clan related and i think it's through her dad but you know it'd be interesting to see like are they wanting her back because her visage and her name has been out on the street for a while now right Mm -hmm. torah couldn't keep that from happening and so it stands to reason that maybe her dad's clan or whoever he was related to um, got a hold of her information because there was a reason why they kept her information private Mm -hmm. and why they changed things and i would speculate also that her name is not actually her name (laughs) oh that'll be but that'll be a theory for another day (laughs) yeah i think we 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 gave them enough to (laughs) i guess let's go to our favorite panel i think poppy uh poppy Patty, you already mentioned. Oh, yeah. The, all the Quincy panels with him, like, just snatching Poppy up. I, I'm here for it. Like, just, mm, yes. All right. Ruby, what's your favorite panel? Um, I would say I do really like when he is like I'll buy a new whatever because I just thought that was so cute in the moment. He's just like, mm-hmm. I'll you whatever money you want just keep running but i think what beats it out is the little like (laughs) that's a a good one i can just picture it like a little anime both of them just turning at the same time and quincy (laughs) having his skincare and her just being like the lacy thing (laughs) oh my god yes that was was my favorite it has a lot of action and humor in it Uh, I already um, said mine. Mine is get your hands off her if you value your safety. (laughs) (laughs) And just that look like that side eye, bombastic side eye. (laughs) (laughs) Like, don't play with me right now. You know, the last thing I need is someone else trying to take my girl from me, not you. Mm -hmm. Well, my favorite panel, I always choose panels that are like the visually striking. Um, It's kind of like my definition of my favorite panel. So this one with um, the lady, because mm-hmm. A, she's beautiful, but also that look on her face is so perfect because she is so angry that he managed to like get her down and get her unmasked. And she's like, how dare you? And what the hell is happening? And I'm not used to this. And I'm ashamed, but furious. And it's just, it's great. <laughs> she's salty. She's a salty girl. Yep. Oh, great. Right. Well, this was awesome. Awesome. And thank you so much, guys, for coming on. Thank you, Mindy. Thank you. Great theory. Thank you to my current patrons. It was nice to meet you, Molly. It was nice to meet you, Ruby. Emily, George, Elsa, Sazos, Andrews, Alexa, Misty, Jane, Esther. I'm watching you guys, as always. Emily, Jane, Kay, Lily, Beckett, Christine, Sadie, Teresa, Mrs. Castaldo, Emma Pora, Ruby, Sophia, and Sabrina. Your support is truly appreciated. Bye. Bye.